Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, September 18th, 527 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures unchanged at 476 and a quarter. November soybeans down three at 1337 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat down eight and a quarter at 595 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat down 10 and three quarters at 736 and three quarters. December spring wheat down four and a quarter at 784 and three quarters. We had a crush report out Friday. Why don't we start there? Yep. So NOPA members processed 161.453 million bushels of soybeans last month, an 11-month low. The August soybean crush was down 6.8% compared to July and down 2.5% compared to the same month last year. Crush data fell short of the average trade estimate by 6.35 million bushels, the largest miss since June of 2021. End of month, soybean oil stocks fell to 1.25 billion pounds, the lowest level since October of 2017. A couple different things here. So the crush number itself, the amount of soybeans that were crushed in August, it missed the mark. And uh, we've been told repeatedly about this crush expansion. We're going to be crushing more soybeans because we need the bean oil. I think what happened here, I think this is the result of two things. Um, August is typically associated with some plant maintenance, some downtime ahead of harvest. And also, I mean, old crop soybean stocks are really tight. And during the month of August, we hadn't really got into very much soybean harvest at all. So you're still dealing with a tight old crop supply situation. I still see a lot of things here that lead me to be very, very optimistic. You look at the soybean oil stocks, you're the lowest since 2017 in terms of soybean oil stocks and the lowest since um, 2014 seasonally for the month of August. So this very much indicates that uh, the renewable diesel industry is chewing through soybean oil at a rapid clip. And all of the projections out there for crush expansion, for um, all of this stuff, regarding renewable diesel that we've discussed at length in the past. This is all still very, very much a go. As a matter of fact, last week, USDA had its oil crops outlook um, out, and I'll read you an excerpt from this regarding uh, soybean oil usage. And this is for the month of June, so back a few months. This is a monthly record high, and the use of soybean oil in biofuels exceeded the monthly use of soybean oil in food, residual, and other categories for the first time on record. So make no mistake here, guys, we're using a ton of soybean oil uh, for renewable diesel, and it's going to continue to go in that direction. So even though this was bearish short term, like soybean futures fell on Friday because you missed the crush uh, print, whatever, um, this is all still very positive in regard to soybean demand via the domestic processor. Yeah, we have some issues on the export front. That's a different story. But uh, the crush story is still very much a go the way I see it. Mississippi river levels are continuing to fall. Low river levels are now forcing barge companies to lighten their loads. Farmers are being faced with increased transport costs for their crops due to the, due to the low levels. The cargo rate from uh, St. Louis southward is up 77% compared to the three-year average. River levels are expected to fall further with minimal rainfall in the forecast. So the the high barge rates essentially will make grain cheaper at your delivery destination at your river river terminal it's going to make it more expensive at the gulf because you got to throw that higher barge rate in the middle so it's not um ideal in terms of export prospects this will have some uh impacts on a lot of things basis 
export prospects spread action that uh, September corn contract as an example is off the board now, but it went off at a very wide level versus December. I wonder if we're going to see the same thing and like say the Dece versus March, Dece versus May corn spread. But uh, this is not good in terms of demand. Maybe some relief on the radar. I don't know. So weekend weather was mostly dry across the U.S. Corn Belt. Some pockets of northern Illinois saw rain. Texas and portions of the east coast and southeast also saw rain. Material material rainfall is slated to return late this week. The seven-day government map calls for accumulation across areas of North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, and Kansas. Areas east of the Mississippi River are slated to stay drier by comparison. The river is 8.3 feet below normal at Memphis this morning. Government projections indicate that levels will decline to near record lows by next week, despite a wetter forecast. Yeah, you do have a slightly wetter forecast, but I and I don't know if the government projections like I don't know how advanced this is. Do they look at the weather forecast? Do they not? But the projection as of right now is that you're going to be really darn close to those record lows um, maybe by, I don't know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. Uh, we'll see what happens if these rains hit. So this is a, a deal where if the rains hit as advertised, especially when you look at this Euro model out 10 days, you've got some stuff certainly over the Mississippi River Valley in the northern areas, which is uh, where you'd like to see it ideally. Um, if you catch the rains, that may be, in fact, friendly to the market because it could stimulate some additional demand. So we very much hope that uh, that's going to be the deal here. Your 6 to 10, 8 to 14 day, also calling for odds of above normal rainfall, which would be very much welcome. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. Um, on Friday, we put together our social media circus video. Joe, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, this is actually your video that you put together. But uh, <laughs> social media circus is uh, a fun video that we do. Brian Split was on with us. And... Uh, Essentially, McKenzie pulls like a whole bunch of different uh, comments, clips, uh, images from social media regarding the grain markets, and uh, we discuss them. There's, there's some educational stuff in there, certainly, but that's more of a fun video. This is the video, the video that I did with Paul on Thursday last week. Act now to benefit from sustainable aviation fuel. If you guys are not listening to the advice that Paul Niefer is providing farmers in regard to this, this push, towards SAF. There are some best practices that you as a farmer should be taking right now in order to uh, make sure that you benefit the most. It looks, sounds to me like you're all going to benefit, but um, there are some things you can do to put you on the front lines and maybe have a competitive advantage versus your neighbor. Guys, if you want to see the premium stuff um, here, look at this awesome graphic I got now. We have a laundry list of contributors. Everybody's excellent. Uh, Mackenzie, Paul Neep for Matt Bennett, Chris uh, Barron, Brian Split, Shape Folk, these guys are, are putting content together along with me. So it's not just me anymore putting out the premium stuff. Uh, go to standardgrain.com. I'll send you over all of these recent videos. 50 bucks a month. Uh, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Check it out this morning, guys. Large money managers have increased their net short position in the corn market. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders data on Friday. During the week ending September 12th, the funds were net sellers of 42,000 contracts of corn. They were also net sellers of 9,000 contracts of soybeans. And they were net sellers of 6,000 contracts of SRW wheat for the week. I wouldn't say that that's an extreme net short position in the corn market, but it's getting to be heavy or heavy-ish. And uh, what will be the reason or what could be a reason that the funds cover shorts in corn? Um, immediately, the thing that comes into my head would be 
Chinese purchases of U.S. corn. That's the thing that could do it really quickly. Um, another thing would be, you know, USDA just tells us that the yields aren't there after we get into harvest, whatever. It's getting late in the ball game for any big yield adjustments, but it's possible. I don't know. Maybe something out of the Black Sea. It's just the, the fund trader appears fairly comfortable in their short positions in corn and at SRW wheat and soybeans. I mean, situation's still pretty tight. And depending on how big or small the U.S. crop actually is, it, it could get a lot tighter. So I, I understand kind of the logic behind uh, the way that they are positioned here, I suppose. On Friday, the year, <clears throat> excuse me, on Friday, the European Union decided not to extend a ban on Ukrainian grain imports into Ukraine's five EU neighbors. Poland, Slovakia, and Hungary responded immediately with their own restrictions on Ukrainian grain imports, but the countries will continue to allow the transit of Ukrainian grain. On Saturday, two cargo vessels arrived in Ukraine after safely navigating a temporary corridor for the first time. The route was established after the Black Sea grain deal expired. And then on Sunday, we saw Russia damage a grain silo and agricultural fields in the southern region of Odessa with a missile and drone attack. Laundry list of Black Sea headlines. I guess some of it's bullish, some of it's bearish. The markets don't seem to care um, at all about any of this these days is, has been the trend. Uh, wheat futures have, you know, we're down this morning, but they've acted okay. We had that friendly report last week. I'm hoping that that marked some sort of bottom in the wheat market. Uh, what did cattle do last week? It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so overall, cattle had an, had an impressive week last week. Feeder cattle futures gained almost $5 on average across the board. Live cattle were up $3 on average across the board. Cash cattle trade uh, did gain some ground. Up here in the north, we saw cattle trade trade between 184 to 185 which was $1 to $2 higher for the week. Uh, down in the south, cattle traded between 182 to 183 which was 2 to $3 higher. Wholesale beef price Prices declined last week. Choice box beef closed Friday at 305.71. That was down $7.19 for the week. Select box beef closed Friday at 283.12. That was down $2.93 for the week. Hey guys, October grain options expire Friday. If you have any positions there, make sure you take a look. Outside markets this morning, US dollars quiet. Stocks are fractionally higher. Bonds off a little bit. Crude oil is still very strong, up 68 cents at 91.45 last in the October WTI. Have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you uh, Tuesday morning.